0: Okay. Hey, everybody. Hi. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about reducing your risk of colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got several different pieces of that. Uh, we'll get into it. But I'm Dr. Philip Oob.
1: I'm Aubrey Steen. Nice to
0: meet you. So we're going to be talking about reducing colon cancer okay. risk. Um, so colon cancer is one of the top five cancers that, that kill people, unfortunately. It's not usually one of the most aggressive ones that you've probably heard of is, is is quick to kill. But there are things that you can naturally do to reduce your risk of colon cancer. Um, a general statement to start all things off with is you can reduce your risk of all-cause mortality, which means cancer and strokes and heart attacks mm-hmm. and everything, by 70%. That's more than any drug, any food, anything in general 70% reduction just by eating a clean diet Mm -hmm. moving and not smoking so first of all if you're doing any of those three things wrong fix that first before you start worrying about what tests you need to do or who what your family history is 70% reduction across the board Mm -hmm. by doing eating clean food um, uh, not smoking and Mm -hmm. moving Pretty simple okay but we're going to get a little more granular on that so one of the first ways you can do to reduce your colon cancer of risk of course is your colon is the thing that's helping digest and absorb your food right mm-hmm. so most likely it's got a link to the foods we eat we talk a lot about the gut, but today we're going to be focusing on what?
1: Yeah, so foods that can com- or promote that, carcinogens, right? So obviously go to our other gut videos because if you have different overgrowth or toxins or anything like that, you can increase things like calprotectin, things that lead to inflammatory bowel disease, eventually cancer, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you know anything
0: of chronic inflammation always creates more cancers. Correct. Right? <laughs> You can avoid uh, inflammatory, um, um, carcinogenic foods, but if your bowel is totally inflamed, you right, then. have a higher risk of cancer.
1: Right. So when we talk about carcinogenic foods, we're talking about foods that basically become something toxic. Um, you're thinking right now, the number one food items that you can avoid are things that have been burnt. Um, so you're thinking of barbecued, heavily fried foods, things that are actually denaturing the protein and the food molecule itself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, you know, those crispy bits on the barbecue are a favorite. The brisket burnt ends in Texas are so mm-hmm. good. Make my mouth water. Um, those are the unhealthiest ones for you. And when they turn black, you think about like a piece of toast that turns black you're completely just ruining and denaturing that molecule and actually turns into a carcinogenic cancer-causing toxin. Um, and you think of like even like fried potatoes, anything that's actually a carbohydrate that's fried and exposed to high heat, produces something called acrylamide. And that's also a known toxin that can wreck your system. So ideally what you'd wanna do is have whole foods, right? If you are roasting foods, you wanna do it with a nice kind of like, it's like avocado or coconut oil on a lower heat. You don't really want to flash cook anything with high heat including a microwave, you want to have that low no roll, like a nice roasting, a slow saute, things like that. Um, that's one of the biggest things that you can do, honestly. Yeah,
0: and we love crispy Brussels sprouts with the crispy flakes and all that, or um, leaves, but yeah. not the greatest to have crispy. Now i say Brussels, like they're still healthy, right? But if you can, um, as Aubrey said, lower heat, roast, less brown and burnt stuff is better.
1: And it causes a lot of oxidative damage in the body. But they have proven that if you were to have a charred piece of meat and if you have almost identical matching portion size of green veggies, that it actually reduces the carcinogenic factor of that meat itself.
0: So if you eat broccoli and burnt ends,
1: it's, it's better. It's not as bad because we can't avoid it 100%. So if you are going to do it, yes. lessen it as much as possible and at least have a good amount of healthy green veggies beside it. All
0: right. If only the barbecue joints knew that. In Texas you can't get broccoli with your no, barbecue. Just the the best you can do is coleslaw, which that's got a it's little salt. sugar and question in yeah. it anyway. Sometimes they have green beans, so gotta make your own broccoli and bring it to the barbecue joint. Mm-hmm. You'll be the cool kid on the that's block. So good. Um, so colon cancer, it, it, that there's many things you can do to reduce. Of course, no smoking. That's just a no-brainer. But the other thing you can do is, of course, test. But I always like to take the emphasis mm-hmm. off of testing because testing just helps you detect it early. Right. But it's much better to prevent it so that you never have to worry about detecting it early because it just never happened, right? I've become a big fan over the time of uh, over time of Cologuard. Um it's, it's still new, so it's not the the great the the the, the um, most favored across physicians. But the reason why I like Coligard is that this, the single biggest um, threat to people not doing testing is um, being scared of the test. Mm-hmm. So people do not like colonoscopies. It's disgusting to do the prep. If you've never done it, just wait. You'll, oh, you anesthesia. might do it one day. Uh, the anesthesia. And there's risk of, of actual harm in the colonoscopy. Right. These days, they do. So, we do so many of them in America. The GI docs do these round the clock that they, we kind of act like it's not very risky. But there is a significant risk of bowel perforation. I think the number is one in a thousand mm. uh, colonoscopies. Um, end up with a bowel perforation. These are usually uh, small, and you end up with a small hospitalization or something and you get out, but still, that's <laughs> still hospitalization. a hospitalization thing. Like, yeah. Rarely do people uh, die, but anytime you go to the hospital, there's always that risk, right? right. So colonoscopy is a little bit more invasive. What I like about ColaGuard is uh, it's usually insurance covered. Mm-hmm. You got to poop in a cup and, and send it to them. Yes, it, it's gross. You poop in a cup and send it to them, and they what they do is they test for DNA markers of cancer. And mm-hmm. so, if you have any DNA markers for cancer, then they tell you you're positive. Now you have to go do a colonoscopy anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, the the downside, one of the downsides to ColGuard, other than scooping your own poop, is that you have to do it every three years in order to be equal to colonoscopies. And um, and so colonoscopies, if you get a complete normal one, they'll let you go 10 years. So I, I read an article recently from my family practice uh, board, and they were suggesting that Cologuard leads to more false positives and can lead to more testing. That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because if you're not doing colonoscopies and you do Cologuard, right. if you get a positive one, yes, you'll have to go do colonoscopy. But over your lifetime, you're less likely to get false positives right. uh, than the amount of colonoscopies you would get if you just went straight to colonoscopy. Right. The other thing that's in flux right now is typically most doctors are recommending colonoscopy starting at 50 or colorectal cancer screening, whether that's guard whether that's colonoscopy, those are my two favorite. There's also blood testing, um stool. Sorry. Blood testing in your stool. And my last don't worry, I'll keep talking. Um, so if you have blood in your stool, that's another way to test. But that's the old version. We don't really do that anymore. So guard or colonoscopy are the main two. So, um, so the the usual starting age is by 50. You should have done one or the other. Cologuard every three years, colonoscopy every 10. Um, but now they're trying to push the age down to 45. And that's kind of scary mm-hmm. because what that's telling me is we're finding cancer earlier and earlier and earlier in people. Um, and so that means that if we're reducing the age, that's a higher risk. And it makes sense if you look at our population. We continue to eat terrible uh, mm-hmm. foods. The standard American diet is terrible. It's inflammatory. It's lots of sugar. So of course we're seeing more colon cancer. So have a discussion with your doctor doctor whether you should be doing colon uh, screening at 45 versus 50, but I wanted to at least put the message out there that there is an alternative to colonoscopies. Um, Cologuard, simple, send it to the, the labs done through insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I understand, it's it's a tedious process for your doctor to like, fill out forms and stuff, trust me. Um, but it, it, it's simple to do pretty much. But number one is 70% reduction across the board of really? all ways to die minus like getting hit by a bus or something, uh, by eating clean foods, um, moving. And notice I say moving. I'm not saying like, oh, my gosh, you got to go do a marathon or something. I'm just saying move your body, whether it's walking around the block, walking your dog, whatever it may be, just move your body, yoga, something. And then three is not smoking. That's just a deal breaker. Um, So that's all we'll say about colon cancer screening. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next time.